This is just Zach Ansbury Channel. Welcome. Today's podcast clip comes from an interview with Professor Scott Coslow from Macquarie University. Or anything from my thesis has actually seen the light of day. So what, what would you say that scanner panel data is, is really good for? And where would you advise the people who are listening that it's, you know, perhaps they shouldn't be using or, or trying to solve certain problems or understand certain um, answers to questions that they shouldn't be using scanner panel for? Oh, What are gosh. its strengths and weaknesses? Um, strengths and weaknesses. I guess you can go back to that paper. But it, what are the strengths and weaknesses? You know, we, we spend so much of our time focusing on this. It's hard for me to give you a succinct answer. Um, the models that we, we produce, uh, the good models on this data, are somehow or another trying to draw in more information. We started off, say, for example, in scanner panel data, looking at one product category only in a very short period of time. And over time, we've started talking about, well, it, it can't just be one category. It has to be multiple categories. And the more data that we have, the better picture we're getting about why consumers are acting the way that they do. Um, one of the, the trends currently in the literature is to move towards structural models. Um, some of these structural models, the economists can't stand because they say, oh, they impose too much structure. And it's like, well, if you don't impose the structure onto these scanner panel datas, you end up with aggregation biases all over the place. So you got these constant trade-offs with scanner panel data. Um, so, you know, honestly, the big thing that scanner panel data is best for, mm. it's the scorecard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you actually do well in terms of sales or not? You know, how can you come up with that stuff without scanner panel data? At one time, we used warehouse withdrawals, okay, before we had scanner panel data. And that was like, you really couldn't see whether or not the ads worked. Mm. To whereas, if you know when your ad's starting and you can see that sales pick up at that time, gosh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, and then you also have um, usually some sort of additional effect because... Some brands, when they advertise, they also have a price promotion Correct. attached to it. So how do you separate out the advertising versus the oh, price promotion, sales that, increases? It's That becomes a very difficult technical stuff and yeah. why you need the, the structure imposed from structural models. Um, one of the things I do have to say is what not to use it for. Yeah, okay? it's very important. Um, look, uh, price promotions are a problem in scanner panel data. Because if you drop the price, the stuff moves. We all know this. Yeah. Okay. But at what point in time is this sort of you know productive for a brand? And at what point in time is this sort of like heroin for an addict? Okay. Mm. Now the addict is not the consumer; it's the brand manager. Oh yeah, they're okay? addicted to those sales they, increases. Yeah. yeah. So the first time you do it. You do a sales promotion, you do a sort of small sales promotion, and all of a sudden there's this sales increase, and gosh, this feels really good, and the rush is wonderful. And uh, a few months go by, and you're really trying to get an increase in, in sales, and finally, okay, let's do another sales promotion. You do the same size, okay? Do you get the buzz, the same buzz as the first time? Of course you don't, mm. okay? The sales go up, but it's not quite as much. So then a few months later, you got to deliver results for the next quarter. Um, all right, let's do another sales promotion, but we'll double the size of the price discount. Okay, all of a sudden you get the buzz again. Okay? And this pattern can, can keep continuing every three months. Okay? So let's say this goes on for a year, every three months. In time, it's going to be every two months. 
every month. And then what are you down to? Every other week. Mm. And we see plenty of categories at the stores where it's every other week. And it's like, how did they get themselves into these problems? Well, you know, they got addicted to promotions. Okay. Yeah. Now I often say the purpose of advertising is to sell stuff at full price. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I have to um, agree because, uh, I mean, I know some of the corporate sponsors who are operating in categories where a vast majority of their categories sold on price promotion. <sighs> and whether it's their brand or their competitors' brands, that's just what's being sold. Yeah. And so is the full price really the price of the category or is it the price promotion that's sort of the reference price for consumers? And it's, well, it has to be the price promotion if, if the bulk of their category is being sold on price promotion, then their reference price is 30 to 40% off of what their re- recommended retail price is. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I still remember there was a cereal uh, that I bought in New Zealand. It was a fabulous cereal called Berry Berry Nice, and it's by a company called Hubbard's. I wish they sold it in Australia. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one, yeah. If, if I had to buy it in Australia, okay, I would easily buy it for $12, $15, maybe even $20 a box. Wow. Okay? I, I really love this stuff. It is <laughs> yeah, a unique product. <laughs> Okay. Now, the funny thing is, full price in New Zealand was six bucks per box. Mm-hmm. And then, and for years, I would buy it for six bucks per box, and I'd eat a box per week. So, what eventually happened is they started doing price promotions on it. What do I do when, when it goes on price promotion? I'm guessing you'd bulk up. I'd bulk up. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, it got to a point to where, as every month or two, they would do another price promotion. So if they do a price promotion, it's like, oh, four bucks per box. Mm. Yep. I'd pay 15, 20 bucks per box, but you know what? I'm going to buy it for four, and I know it's going to be two months before the next sales promo, so guess what? I'm going to buy eight boxes. Yeah. And uh, the thing that would tick me off the most is you go to the store, and it's got the $4 promoted price, and of course they're sold out mm. because other folks who are loyal to the product like me <laughs> already hit them. Okay, so this is not good for your brand. A unique product I was willing to pay a lot of money for. Honestly, they they can make a heck of a lot more money selling a lot fewer units. Yeah, because the margins there. Yeah. So look, folks back themselves and paint themselves into a corner all the time with regards to price promotion. So this this is something that has to be avoided, and it it's avoided at the beginning. And what I sort of tell folks, you know, there's a reputation with heroin. It only takes one time having it before you're hooked, okay? So price promotions are the same way. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it, okay? Um, resist the temptation because you could be hooked after the first, first price promotion. Don't go down that route. And so you see advertising um, as being a way of avoiding that. So you're putting money into creative advertising and then scheduling media effectively, and that allows you to sell the units at full price. Ideally. If you're doing it right, that's what it should be doing. Yeah. So what would you recommend for people who are listening um, to the podcast who maybe work in some media agencies or creative agencies? um, what are the what are the academic findings potentially from your papers or, or your colleagues about creating effective advertising? Okay, good point. Um, let me go back to some of the history. Perfect. So I was doing this stuff in scanner panel data, had this horrible experience with journal marketing research with six um, revisions, th- six reviewers, two editors. Yeah, that's just crazy. Okay. 
Um, I have to figure out what do I do now? Do I want to continue with this stuff or not? So I start thinking about what I want to do. And at the time, I'm teaching advertising. I'm teaching advertising because I like advertising. Okay. And people tell me I'm good at this. Okay. That's fine. I thought I was good at scanner panel data, but obviously I wasn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I have to start thinking about how do you design ads? You know, in the old fashioned. Hey guys, it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. There are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y for my take on the marketing issues of the day.